0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome into the show. I am your host, Chad Byrne, Certified Financial Planner. I hope you are join me next Wednesday for a webinar that I'm doing, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. So if you're you know, within 10 years from retirement or in retirement, and you're wondering if you have a plan that... Will actually last as long as you do. You want to check it out. So it's 10 key things that you have to have you know, details on as you go into retirement. Uh, you could sign up at chadburton.com. It's free to sign up. You can grab a beverage, sit at work or at home, and log in, and basically I take over your screen and you listen to what I have to say. And you like it or you don't. Um, we'll Maybe even try to open up some questions at the end if I have time, but we'll, we'll see. Um, recently I was watching... Jeremy Siegel on the news. Now, Jeremy Siegel, interesting guy, he's a professor at Wharton. And um, there's a company called Wisdom Tree that is a leader in what's called smart beta ETFs, or it's basically rule based investing when it comes to indexing. So you look at an index, you put some rules on top of it, like dividend growth, or revenue growth, or momentum, or value, and then you Cut up the SP 500, some mid cap index, some small cap, some international index, and you pick and invest across the board in stocks based on some rules. Um, so, Wisdom Tree is a company that has many ETFs, and he's kind of, he puts the wise in Wisdom Tree, I guess you could say. He's part of that whole crew over there as well. Um, but he's been a big permable for this run up since. 2009 and I remember seeing him in it was about 2011 or 12 calling for Dow 20,000 um, and I kind of set it aside as I've been talking to the last several shows market calls people that you know do that it, it tends to cost people more money than not um, the best type of calls that has happened over and over again is to those that say stay invested don't put your head in the sand don't rebalance don't buy stuff that you know individual stocks that you don't have time to research but stay invested and if the market dips buy more that's made people a heck of a lot more money than people that try to make calls to go in all in or all out but this guy has been saying for quite a while because interest rates are so low the PE ratio of the S&P 500 should be higher and that's what it did we had a run up not necessarily in earnings growth but in P.E. expansion over the last several years, a huge bull market from 2009 to today. Now, that's warranted, because look, we went from 2007 to over a 50% decline by March of 2009, one of the worst recessions in our history. So, that should be followed by one of the best bull markets, right? It took till 2013 to break even, so it's really only been gained since 2013 and above. Now, he is now calling for a bit of a pause in 2018, saying stocks are now fully valued. Um, you no, know, There's a caveat to that I'll talk about it in a minute. But also political headwinds for the Republicans. Um, I really don't think if these guys get this tax package put through, I don't think people are going to be very happy with it. I really don't. Um, I'm not, as a fiscal conservative, um, I think they're putting the cart before the horse because again, all these people are worried more about being reelected than they are about doing the right thing for the country. Because everything that I look at in these tax packages, there's so much, it's just kind of a wash. So they're spending all this time on this tax package. Um, you know, the average middle-class family may save five hundred to a thousand a year. Um, I would rather save something like that for when we need stimulus for the next recession. And the corporate tax issue, I just don't see like you know ties to repatriation and a lower corporate rate for hiring and capital investments out there. Um, now, I haven't read every single detail of the package because it's almost impossible to do when you're looking at one side, which is a House, the other side, which is a Senate. Put it all together and wonder what's going to pass in the end. Now, going back to Jeremy Siegel as I try to fight through my morning ADD here, he did talk about the shift to value, though. That's one of the things that um, I've been talking about, and the shift, you're starting to kind of see it, where the stuff that looks great, and I still love technology. I mean, the thing that says, okay, this bull market can keep going for another 10 years is the innovation that we're seeing in this world right now, what they call the fourth industrial revolution, whether it's the Internet of Things or drones or the merging between science, healthcare, and technology. There's some exciting stuff going on. And it's real. There's actual real revenues to it. The, the internet was exciting in 98 and 99, right? But these companies were blowing up without revenue. And that's not the case anymore. But he did talk about the shift to value. And when you look at it, there's just, there's just been this huge shift to only passive investing, index investing. And I love a form of index investing for a good 50% plus portion of my portfolio. But when you look at the S&P 500, you're investing really in the top you know, 50 to 90 companies, because it's a weighted average. And when you look at the S&P 500, it's only 32% in value-oriented stocks. And I'll talk about what value means in a moment. The rest is in blender growth. When you look at the typical value-oriented ETF it's 58% in value and 40% in blend. And what I'm talking about is if you punch in your mutual fund, your ETF, you go to morningstar.com, you type in the symbol and you look at the portfolio, there's a Morningstar style box and there's nine different boxes where you can it shows you what percentage of that holding has in large cap value, large cap blend, large cap growth. Same thing with mid cap growth and everything else. For example, the S&P 500 has a decent smattering of uh, mid-cap in the fund as well. Um, so, by doing just the S&P 500 or many funds or ETFs that have done really well over the last five years, you're missing out on quite a bit of value. Um, the value-oriented stocks happen to be right now the same ones that pay the higher end of the corporate taxes. This is the one of the longest divergences we've seen divergence is divergence. I don't know. I feel like I'm, uh, stroking out like Trump did in the Jerusalem speech the other day, but, um, there's been a, it's been a long period of time where growth has outperformed value. And when those, when that, that happens, either growth comes down a bit or or value catches up. Um, so long story short, you got to look to make sure that you have not just large cap growth in your portfolio. I said that the last couple of years, as well, with International. Now, International had a big pullback at the end of 2016, but was outperforming U.S. for the majority of 2016. And this year, it's crushed the U.S. And I say, what are you talking about? The S&P 500 is up 18%. Well, yeah, look at your International. Developed funds should be up more than 24%. um, And many emerging market funds up well over above that, as well. What a year that we've had. A blowout, beautiful year. Big, beautiful, huge year of returns. Um, So, in terms of value, too, a lot of people look at price-to-earnings ratio as a measurement of value. And that's not really the best route to go in many cases. Because certain things can skew that. For for example, if you've got a, a stock that's trading at a P of 10, but it has a negative revenue growth... It deserves to have a P.E., a price-to-earnings ratio of 10. But if you have a stock that has a P.E. of 50, but they're growing their revenue at 125% a year, well, it deserves a higher P.E. Price-to-book is where you take the book value per share, which equals the total assets minus total liabilities, and the price to book, you take that number and divide it by the number of shares outstanding. So, it's not just P.E. ratios. If you're picking stocks or looking at funds just based on P.E. ratios, you're ignoring stuff like revenue growth, I think, and other items. So, P.E. is not the correct or the only measure of value. Once you look at price to book, you also have to look at revenue growth and profitability of these companies. Either way, you got to have discipline when it comes to investing. And rebalance now, rebalance in January, kind of depends on your tax situation, whether or not you're going to be able to deduct the state income tax from those capital gains. So we'll talk about that coming back after the break. Want to get your calls on the air? 516 1220 or shoot me an email chat at chadburton.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going
2: to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Some squirrely dealings on Wall Street these days. Coming off a mixed and relatively flat session on Wednesday. We look to have kind of a, uh, a move higher, but not a big move. So um, it would be kind of odd to end the year with a whimper versus a bang. Usually there feels like there's more drama. The lack of conviction reflects a hesitation right now that things have just been a little bit odd on Wall Street and unable to hold on to gains. So uh, in the past couple years, anytime the market would dip, people would buy the dip. Now, anytime the market rallies, people are selling the rally. Kind of a little bit on the opposite side, right? So, a lot of disposition position right now comes on the heels of a strong up leg rooted in optimism about the tax reform efforts, which got exasperated by short covering activity and a fear of missing out on further gains. With the tax bill up for negotiation between the House and Senate and the specter of government shutdown looming in the event of continuing, continuing resolu- uh, resolutions. Um, if we don't get our budget act together by Friday, there's some fears that there's going to be a government shutdown. Broadcom, Dollar General, Lululemon, Sienna, Taylor Brands, all are trading at least 4% higher after their earnings report. The bulls right now may not be running on you know uh, the show, but they're, they're still doing okay. The weekly initial jobless claims report didn't have any bearing on trading at all. There's no notable surprises. Again, initial claims for the week ending December two decreased by two thousand two hundred thirty six thousand, leaving them below three hundred thousand for one hundred forty four straight weeks. Stunning, stunning part of our economy is the the health of the of the job market. We should add a little bit more wage inflation, but well, it's okay. I mean, it's not okay. It's kind of sucks. to Be quite honest with you. Um, so. After we get through the initial claims, we, you know, we gloss over that right now because markets are kind of looking at the, you know, the labor market on what will the labor market give us in the November employment situation report, which will be released before they open on Friday. So sit back, relax if you can, note that the market's doing a little squirrely action, and uh, run with it. Bitcoin has having another day. Oh... I, I hate even talking about it. So Bitcoin crossed 15,000 just 14, just 10 hours after it crossed 14,000. So if you go to Coinbase.com or go get the Coinbase app, you can kind of watch all this. Um, traded as high as 15,200. Significant price differentials on different Bitcoin exchanges. Like for instance, Coindesk. Which is widely regarded industry site still showed the currency below the fifteen thousand level. Bitcoin is now a market value of one two hundred fifty six billion, and it could rank amongst the twenty largest stocks in the S P five hundred. So it's become legit pretty fast. Digital currency began the year below a thousand, and its gains have accelerated as investor interest grows. Uh, Full on momentum. So the Chicago based CBOE exchange. Is planning uh, to launch Bitcoin futures on Sunday, while the world's largest futures exchange, at the CME, is set to launch its futures product the following week. So, Wall Street wants to make money off it by buying and selling. So, um, JPMorgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon has called Bitcoin a fraud. Digital currency investor and former Fortress hedge fund manager Michael Navigatz, uh said last week that cryptocurrencies are like Bitcoin are going to be the biggest bubble of our lifetimes. Uh, but he also went on to predict that Bitcoin could reach 40000 by the end of the year. Keep in mind, it's at 15000 right now. By the end of the year. Holy. Did I get into the wrong business, right? There's a video game site called Steam. And uh, they were taking Bitcoin as currency. And now they're like, we can't take it because it's just too volatile. Thank you. Geez, going to cut 12,000 positions. It's a lot of people, but Wall Street loves it when the biggest cost of doing business gets chopped. So GE shares are trading up 1.4% on the news. That's a lot of jobs, 12,000. The company's going to cut nearly one in five positions in its GE power unit. It's not immediately clear where and when the reductions are going to occur. The move comes as CEO John Flannery, who took over from Jeffrey in August, is aiming to make GE more efficient. He's already mentioned uh, that he's got a reputation for taking a microscope to GE's global businesses to identify opportunities and for savings. GE said the cuts are going to contribute its plan to cut about $3.5 billion in structural costs. That includes a billion-dollar cost-cutting plan in 2018 by GE Power. That's just crazy, 12,000 people. Um, caution is out there right now as lawmakers are negotiating a government spending bill, and the tax reform still is in the focus. Taking a look at the tax reform bill, uh, one group of people that it hurts, in my opinion, um, people who live in expensive homes and have expensive mortgages. So, the GOP tax bill, the GOP's tax bill, is set to disproportionately impact homeowners in the affluent parts of the U.S. Wealthier households are currently more likely to take advantage of key tax breaks that could be downsized, including mortgage interest deduction and the state and local tax. Uh, this could weaken buying activity and prices the, on the high end. At the high end of the housing market, also the smallest by share. So the sentence bill leaves the threshold of the first million of a mortgage unchanged, but it also hikes the standard deduction for all taxpayers, meaning it may no longer be better for some households to itemize the, the mortgage interest deduction since it would be lower than the standard deduction. Got it. There will be a quiz later today. There will not be no quiz. Wow. Wow. Um, Dow component, Chevron and ExxonMobil both trading higher as oil is spiked up to around $56 a barrel. It's, it's been tricky. It's, it's been climbing, and it's kind of got a stealth uh, bull market to it. So that's what I'm seeing at least. 800 516 1220 each calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 calls on the air. Um, increasing your retirement savings. Which would you be better off doing, contributing more to your 401k or putting it into an IRA? And the answer for me is it depends, (laughs) right? If your employer's 401k or similar retirement plan offers matching contributions, you should be contributing enough to take full advantage of that. In other words, if your employer is willing to match your contributions up to 5% of your salary, this is the least you should be contributing. Assuming that you're doing this, you can then put your additional contributions into your plan uh, or an IRA. So... Um, if you want to put some of your retirement savings in, like, Apple stock, you can do that in an IRA. Uh, there's also a few reasons you can tap into your IRA early that don't apply in your 401k. So one's a little bit more flexible than the other. A lot going on. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We'll take a break here. Be right back.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from
2: 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz
1: and don't forget the weeknight replay at 7
2: Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money I'm Rob Black, talking money investing and more Jobless claims declined for the third straight week The unemployment rate in the U.S. is good Good Goodish we're good. Bitcoin crossed 14000 today, then crossed 15000 a couple hours later. A lot going on on that front, right? It's kind of messy. Evacuations are all over California now. Southern California, Ventura, Ojai. And uh, now they've expanded it out to Carpinteria as well. So real close to Santa Barbara. Uh, pretty brutal stuff out there. Tough year. Tough year to be a firefighter. So great people firefighters and uh the amount of crap they're getting in their lungs right now oof, they will die younger so i'm rather like talking to all things financial money investing and more me online at showcom cfp chad burton does a morning show here typically tuesdays and wednesdays but him and i swapped wednesday and thursday this week so he did it this morning let's listen in on what some of the things cfp chad burton brought up
1: so people live a lot longer than they expected so, you know, people used to retire at 65 and feel like they would or assume that they only needed enough money to last till about age 86. You got to live till you're 100 now. And then you have to have a plan. What if you live even past that? How are you going to do that? So how do you fight longevity? Well, the bond alternatives that I just mentioned helps you fight longevity. You want to end up with about 20 to 30 percent of your income. Coming from sources you cannot outlive, which also means you have to do very good social security planning. There are still some strategies for married people with a restricted application. If you're you know over sixty-two by the end of twenty fifteen, uh, you could still do restricted application strategies or figure out ways, can you or should you put off social security income until you're seventy? So longevity, you gotta battle it with sources of income you can't outlive. Inflation that's another big one. Inflation is projected to be fairly low, because of really, because of massive amounts of innovation out there. I mean, look at Amazon. When's the last time you paid more for goods than the previous year? When's the last time you paid more for electronics besides an iPhone than the previous year? So, inflation is tame, but it could go higher, because you go through periods of really low inflation and periods of really high inflation. It's the healthcare costs that are the major issue. Healthcare costs for seniors are inflating at 6% a year. That has to be a separate line item in your financial planning projections. So how do you fight inflation? The main way to fight inflation is not gold, it's not tips, it's being invested in stocks. You have to have a certain amount of equity exposure in order to beat inflation over the long run. Now, Investing and continuing to maintain positive cash flow real estate in retirement is fine if you, you know, sometimes you want to reduce the management tasks and make sure it's still a good income property, even if you have a property manager manage it for you, and make sure that you raise rents every so often so that's keeping up with inflation. Uh, the other thing is is alternatives in your portfolio. In the past, you used to say, okay, buy a commodities fund or a gold fund and that fights inflation. That's not really the case anymore. Better options might be managed futures portfolio, where you can go long or short, currencies, commodities, and other types of items inside the fund. So, having some alternatives inside your portfolio, in addition to equities, is really the way you fight inflation in the long run. People that are way too conservative have just as much risk as people that become way too aggressive in retirement because of inflation. Yeah, if you go super conservative, you don't have the risk of market declines, but you're going to miss out. Because in equities, if you're investing in equities that have dividends, you're still going to earn 2 to 3% dividends, even when the market's down. That's about all that bonds are paying right now in the shorter term, less sensitive to interest rate types of bonds. So, you got to invest to be able to beat inflation taxes are the other big issue. People think, oh, I'm wealthy. I have a million. I've got $2 in my 401k. I've been saving and saving. You don't have $2 million in your 401k. You don't have a million in your 401k. That 401k has basically a giant liability tied towards it. And how you pay that is up to you. Because a lot of people ignore that tax liability. Because they they take the same frame of mind as they go into retirement as they do right now. When you're working, you're always wondering, how can I reduce my tax exposure this year to the smallest number possible? And so you're doing a year-by-year plan. And in retirement, you can't do that. You have to look out and say, okay, I'm going to be retired with this limited resource called my portfolio for the next 35-plus years. So, I need to make sure that I don't have any tax traps in the future. And the biggest tax trap you have is at age 70 and a half when you're forced to pull money out of your IRAs, 401Ks, and 403Ps, even if you don't want to. So, what you can do is fight that with small Roth conversions from retirement to age 69, uh, proper income design where you're blending IRA income with cash spending, with dividends, with selling stocks and mutual funds and ETFs in your taxable account, and you can get a pretty high income these days, really, really high income, six-figure income, and stay at that 15% maximum federal bracket if you do things the right way. Now, some people are obviously going to be higher if they have a lot more money, a lot more spending. So, you, you the, the point is is you have to have a plan for each of these. So you have major risks of the order of stock market returns. Oddly enough, it's better to have a mediocre market in the beginning and a much better market towards the end of retirement when you're pulling more money out so that those big returns are coming when you're pulling a lot more out because if you're if you're going to start your retirement, And let's say you're only going to pull 50 grand out of your portfolio today. In 18 years, you're going to be pulling 100 grand out of your portfolio in order to keep up with inflation and feel like you're drawing the same rate. So you need those really good returns later on, but you can't control that. So, order of market returns, low interest rates, longevity, inflation, taxes those are big risks that you face in retirement.
2: So shares of Skyworks, Sirius Logic's, and Corvo all trading higher today after Broadcom, who supplies Apple, hinted the late launch of iPhone X would help revenue rise. Um, <clears throat> so they're looking at the first quarter of 2018, and unlike the last two years, they expect wireless revenue to continue to grow sequentially as the ramp in the demand from North American customer. This year was pushed out compared to prior years. So uh, the i10, the timing of it, is helping some of the suppliers. So, I have a, a, a 10. It's a nice phone. So, it's a nice phone. Uh, from the speaker to the screen. The screen is denota- notably much nicer. So, yeah, I know, right? So, the Republican tax bill makes big winners of Ampton, Gilead, and other drug makers. I was telling you that homeowners in California have been punished a little bit uh, due to some of the laws changing and more deduction. Uh, rules, But uh, who are some of the winners? The prospect of tax reform as drug makers uh, salivated. Repatriation of cash held out so the United States could be the most important part of the Republican tax bill. And Credit Suisse found that the American biopharma companies make up one-third of the top 30 U.S. companies with the most cash offshore. So big winners could be Amgen, ticker symbol A-M-G-N, Gilead Sciences, G-I-L-D, Pfizer, uh, P-F-E, Merck, MRK, um, all according to the report. Other drug makers with a lot to gain. Uh, Johnson & Johnson, Bristumar, Squeeb, gene and Biogen. So um, that's out there for us to digest and to chew. Mm, yummy. Yummy chew food. So uh, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, Bitcoin tops 15000 surging more than $3,000 in less than 36 hours. Um, Byron Wien, he's a legendary uh, market prognosticator, investor, and uh, he says that the Dow could suffer a 2,400-point blow at any time. Warns, warns, warning: a correction that hasn't really shaken the historic market rally yet. Danger, so definitely no think problem, one's so coming. Danger. He's just calling for a 10% correction, which could come along rather out of nowhere. Uh, particularly when the market's done as well as it's done. He says, I mean, basically, it's gone straight up since Donald Trump was elected. If a correction of that magnitude were to hit today, the Dow would just drop 2,400 points. So I kind of agree with him that we're due for it. It's got to happen. But when? So markets feel a little bit stretched recently, right? Back to Apple. For the record, I own shares of Apple. Apple says they're going to sell three new phones. Well, no, no, not Apple, but a report is saying that they're going to sell three new phones, including a new 6.3-inch OLED model. Apple's going to launch a new metal iPhone uh, with an LCD display, and the metal iPhone will use an LCD screen, maybe cheaper than Apple's OLED models. So the iPhone X is pricey at $999. Uh, don't forget, in the state of California, you got that 10% sales tax, essentially, which is a killer. But a uh, new product already being uh, developed. Well, of course, it's not being developed, but new product being leaked already. Didn't take long, did it? So, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 516 calls on the air. U.S. ambassadors casting doubts on whether American athletes will attend the Winter Olympics. Um, the Winter Olympics are due to be held February 9th through 25th in Pyongyang in South Korea. Uh, it's about 50 miles south of the heavily fortified demilitarized zone. Geopolitical tensions Right now are running high with the Korean Peninsula leader, uh, the North Korean Peninsula leader, and the United States. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. The shadowy world of criminals has been targeting major retailers around the country to take advantage of lenient store return policies, and ultimately fuel their drug addictions to opioids. So the currency that is being used to pull this off, gift cards. So for years, thieves have taken aim at big-name stores like Home Depot, Lowe's, Target's, Walmart, by stealing items and returning them at another store without a receipt. They typically receive a gift card for stolen goods, and then they sell it to the pawn Stop shop or secondary store at a discount. God. I've got a friend who, uh, he used to work at Home Depot, and he told me something pretty interesting. We were in there shopping one day, and he goes, you know, if you steal something from Home Depot and an employee sees you, they're supposed to let you go. It's like, really? i like, I want to try it. But, no. Uh. So, anyway, I guess you got that out there, huh? As far as big stories to go. Uh, Jack and gift cards. So, and then use the cards as currency. So, would I say that I'm surprised? I can't say that I'm totally surprised by that. So, uh, not me at least. 800-516-1220 each calls in the air. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Money investing and more. Um, you know what I really like about the iPhone ten is how long the battery lasts. It's really impressive. Comparatively to other ones, I guess it's not impressive overall. Tony Robbins is on CNBC this morning, and I find him just to be a weird looking dude. So, oh too chiseled. My, my. Too chiseled. Um.
0: There's not a person in this room who hasn't done that.
2: I love that one. So 800 um, 516 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So one of the things I like to talk about is things that you can do right and things that you can do wrong. So I think having a bucket list is great. Um, everyone gets regrets. The countries, they should visit when do they do them? when do they don't the people they should have asked out the boss they should have told off and if you listen to those regrets it can make you feel like you've got to, got to do everything now one of the things i really dislike about facebook is you always see people's happiest moments and it makes you it kind of depresses you because you're like i'm sad during the day and all you're seeing is all your friends happy so um, the things that i wish i did more of in my 20s would be travel more of the world um network better with more people in my industry there's probably a job or two that i wish i would could quit or an employee that i worked with that i wish i would let go so those are just some of the ones that stand out to me as um problematic so uh lyft is now offering rides in self-driving cars in a major u.s city how do you feel about self-driving cars um (gasps) lyft has begun offering self-driving rides in boston Autonomous vehicles have human backup drivers ready to take the wheel if anything were to happen. The move points to the opportunity for Lyft to gain market share as rival Uber deals from financial distress. So, uh, self driving cars, cars in Boston. Now, again, there is a human backup driver ready to take control. So, we're getting there, right? I don't know. You ever have one of those Google cars that stick in all the pictures? Uh, in front of you in traffic, uh, it's my, it, it's, it's, they take turns really slow. Drives um, be a little on the crazy side. So a new term for you in case you haven't heard this one, uh, hearables. So Apple, Google, Amazon, and Samsung are looking to hearables, which are, I'll give you a second to think about that for a second. They're actually ear-based wearables like Apple's AirPods to broaden the reach of the, uh, the voice assistants. Roughly 44 million people, uh, roughly 44 million hearable units will be in use by the end of 2017. About 66% of them, or 29 million of them, will be embedded with artificial intelligence infused uh, voice assistance. And that number is expected to rise by 78% in 2022. So, when 220 million hearables will support voice assistance in some way, shape, or form. Um, Tough concept to get your head around, right? I don't think it's an easy one. So the race developed voice assistant enabled headphones. is in full swing, and Apple's leading the way. The market for hearables began to take off. Um, Apple and Google started ditching the audio jack, and it's moved towards wireless audio. Apple currently leads the market with its AirPods, which I love the AirPods. Um, they're a little goofy-looking. They never fall out, and sounds way better than anything that's out there right now. Google's also been striving to infuse Google Assistant with as many wireless headphones as possible, such as the Pixel Buds and Bose headphones. So those are out there. Um, Let's see. Face... No. I I don't need a Facebook story, do I? Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner, who's engaged to one of the Jonas Brothers. I know you're saying random knowledge, right? So she plays Sansa Stark. Sansa. You are lovelier than a blue moon over the Caspian Mountains. Uh, but Game of Thrones currently, she says, you're not going to see it till next year. 2018? No. No, no. 2019. Ouch. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.